Welcome to Radar. This program can be heard at thevinyldistrict.com or anywhere fine podcasts are found. Here is your host, Evan Toth. There are some musical groups and performers whose music is as ubiquitous as having the lights on in a dark room or water streaming from a kitchen faucet. Some music is more than just songs. It's as though the words, phrases, and messages are ingrained into our psyche. This might not even have anything to do with whether we like the music or not. It's just always there, on the radio, of course, but also in echoing hotel lobbies, in the backseat of cramped taxi cabs, in sprawling, never-ending mall hallways, and yes, even the occasional elevator ride. Wherever music is, certain songs can be found. Since 1995, no matter where you've gone in the world, at some point, the music of the Goo Goo Dolls has followed you around. You know the choruses and those acoustic guitar riffs almost as intimately as some of their hardcore fans do. To date, the band has sold over 15 million records worldwide, garnered four Grammy Award nominations, and they've produced nearly a dozen platinum and gold singles combined, and seized a page in the history books by achieving 16 number one and top ten hits. It doesn't matter if it's Name, Long Way Down, Iris, Slide, or Black Balloon. Those songs are our companions, and the lyrics of John Resnick are inspiring, especially in the right set of circumstances. The themes of resilience in the face of love, loss, and being lost strike a familiar chord with anyone who stops to listen and soak up the deeper notions that are inside of each song. Resnick joins me on this episode to talk about the band's new song, Run All Night, the band's recent collaboration with OAR on Tom Petty's Won't Back Down, and the nationwide tour that they are currently on that will see them performing career-spanning sets at major amphitheaters across the country. So maybe the next time you're feeling a little low, a little bit lost, I'll bet that, wherever you may find yourself, if you bend your ear in the right direction, you might just hear John Resnick singing a song about staying brave and believing in yourself in the midst of life's inevitable changes. And that's a comfort that is much more than just listening to a good song. So you've got a new song out. It's called Run All Night. And your songwriting often delves into these themes of uh, love, loss, uh, resilience. And throughout your journey in the music industry, you know, how have your experiences and personal growth influenced the evolution of the Goo Goo Dolls sound and the lyrics? You know, what's kind of the writing journey that leads you up from then until now? Well, we started out, we were just kids, you know, and, and uh, we literally kids. And, right. uh, you know, we were playing punk rock music because we didn't know how to play anything else. You know, we, we weren't uh, skilled enough at our instruments to play anything else. And as time time went on and we got better at our instruments some nights were better than others but right but um you just naturally grow and change as a human being and you know and life uh, life has its effects on you you know we've all been through I mean, a lot of a lot of all kinds um, of stuff yeah you know, but all kinds of stuff but it's just it's uh it's just trying to hang on to that little piece of piece of hope or 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 humanity or whatever you want to call it. Right. You know, and sometimes, sometimes that's really not easy, especially 
when you decide to do this for uh, a living and you chose it as a, as a vocation, um, the temptation to compromise and to, to change or try to take an easier route or, or the idea of becoming famous, right. You know, um, you know, it's just, you know, these things just, you know, you have to clear them out of your path and you have to keep going. And sometimes it's some, it's mostly super fun, but sometimes it's really difficult. Sometimes yeah. it's really difficult, and sometimes, sometimes it's tragic and sad when you, when you lose people to to the usual pitfalls of doing this kind of thing for a living. Right. And um, you know, but but I think that I I mean I always have a wide berth. Robbie gives me a really wide berth as far as what I want to do creatively. What I want to you know, and um. He's been really, really good to me in that respect. Uh, he's been a complete. Well, no, 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 I'm kidding. Just got that. <laughs> well, you guys have a long history together, I'm sure. And I, I, I've had, I've been fortunate enough to speak with you and uh, and Robbie too. And um, you know, you have a long history. You guys are old friends, and I'm sure you know. Of course, yeah. you've had ups and downs, and that's part of what. That's part of what probably creates a little bit of a safe space uh, when you're composing and uh, and writing stuff. And you know, your 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 music is pretty intense, and the lyrics too. You know, you sit down and read this stuff, and um, it's it's there is an intensity to it. You know, you ever have, like do you ever inhabit like a character when you write the songs, or are they really just simply reflections on your own life and your experiences? You know, are are, have have is it really those personal uh profound personal experiences that impact the songwriting do you ever just say i'm gonna get out of who i am for a minute and be like you know this guy from uh wyoming or something yeah yeah definitely i, I have done that and um you know i get a lot of correspondence from people like people people still write me letters letters like on paper right with pens. which is cool and uh which is very cool and uh and they tell me their stories. I get letters every every day at shows, and they people tell me their stories, and I kind of just uh, some of them. It's impossible not to be moved by them. Right. And um, but you know, assuming a character, yeah, that that's kind of fun because it, it gives you a little bit of license. Well, it's like no, that's not how I feel. That's yeah. how that's how the character in that song feels. The character in that song feels like he's completely alienated. And wants to run away from the trap that he's in, and that seems to be one of the other themes that that comes up. And like, Buffalo is an amazing place. It's become such an amazing place. And when Robbie and I were kids, it was amazing for completely different reasons. It was, right. it was, it was an amazing place to incubate sort of art and music because there was lots of cheap space. And I credit cheap space and cheap beer with a great music and art scene in a right. city if you're outside of new york but now it's an amazing place but but to me when i was a kid the, the neighborhood in buffalo that i grew up in and the, the people that were there and that i just i just wanted to escape from them so badly you know and and the way i got to escape from them was pretty crazy i mean you know it's like my parents died and then i was just boom out 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 into the world like right. you know i mean i was like 16 and it was like it was, it was pretty intense you know yeah. um i think all life experiences have an effect on you you know yeah um but there's still for some reason i still want to write i still want to write i still want to you know i i still feel like 
I have something to say. Right. And uh, if I, you know, when I don't, people will let me know. Yeah. <laughs> well, John, do you remember the moment, you know, where you sort of saw music as, uh, as, as the future, as your, uh, you know, can you think back to those years when you were 16 and, and just say, you know, this was kind of how that idea sort of formulated in your head as being the, the, uh, the way out or the way, you know, the way to your future out of Buffalo. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you know, you really dream about that. You right. Know, you dream about that happening and you fantasize about becoming a, a rock star or whatever. Um, you know, I always used music as um, a way to have friends, you know. So I was always in bands and playing with people and that um, because I wanted to, you know, I, I wanted friends. I wanted a community. I wanted community, yeah. people yeah you know um and music was my my way into that so that 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 was really the the beginning of it you know and then when i thought about when i said well this is going to be my career you know i mean we got uh the first time first song we had that became a hit you know because i was like i was i was pushing 30 at that time and and so it was like 28 i think and 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 it was just sort of had to have the grown-up talk with myself right. about, you know, I'm going to do this until blah, blah, blah. And then and then if I can't uh, make a living at it by the time I'm 30, and um, then I got I to gotta go back to school, I got to get a life, right? all that kind of stuff. But uh, And then the song Name came along, and then it was like, oh, okay. Right. It was kind of at that point where we were where we were just like, okay, our manager, this is the best bit of advice he gave me was was uh, he's like, well, you got the ball. He's like, keep your head down and just keep running. Right. And um, I'm still running. So. <laughs> right, right. It reminds me of that. Uh, there's an old interview of Ringo Starr, and they're uh, they're interviewing him, and uh, you know they're very young. And he says, they say, well, what are you gonna do when this Beatles uh, stuff is over? You know, and he says, well, I want to open a, a a a string of ladies' hair salons. You know, he really wanted to be a, uh, yeah. a, a, a hair yeah. a hair ladies' hair person, and that was that was yeah. as far as his vision could go at that time. You know pretty amazing i yeah you know it's like it, it, it's kind of fun when when you're starting out in this it's like this is the escape right and the um and from your lousy job you know or whatever you know and then and then you can't i still can't believe i get to do this for a living <laughs> right you and OAR recently collaborated on a really fun cover of Tom Petty's I Won't Back Down. And the band is yeah. also, of course, on tour with you this summer. And uh, collaborations can be really powerful in the music industry. And I know you're a you're a Petty fan. You covered Christmas all over again on your, uh, your holiday album. But uh, what was you and their thought process and approach to doing that song in particular? Well, Mark and I occupy some of the same studio space in New York. And uh, so we see each other a lot, and uh, and we have a, a, a very close mutual friend who's been both of our producers, and um, his name's Greg Wattenberg, and he's 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 awesome, and he's a songwriter and a great producer and a good friend, and he's just really funny and fun to be around. So the three of us 
you know, we'll, we'll see each other at the studio. We'll just like, just goof around and then, right. And then, uh, I think it was, I, I, I can't remember, but if I'm not mistaken, it was Greg Wattenberg that said, you know, you guys should do this Patty song because this is awesome. And we are also trying to think of a, a way, a, a duet with two guys, which is not an easy thing to do. Right. You, know, you gotta pick, you gotta pick the right song, you know, or you gotta write the right song. And, uh, you know, that song is just so great and just like says so much in such this is one of the things i love about tom patty he says so much with with so little like it doesn't take him a lot of chords and a lot of words to just convey something that's just so powerful we we lost a big one there when we lost tom oh my god i was like you know i mean i was like really like my heart sank when i when i heard about that because i was just i've always been such a petty fan my my whole life one the first song i learned how to play on the guitar was even the losers off the damn the torpedoes record yeah yeah you can you can hear it especially in that early uh, goo goo doll stuff right you can hear it there the the replacements but you also hear that early tom petty sound coming in you guys have been really busy the last few years especially during the pandemic i was reviewing my notes and i was surprised to see the christmas album came out at the end of 2020 i was like wow nobody was releasing anything at that time so you guys have been busy with that and the the live album and uh, of course your studio album last year you know as as veteran musicians how do you and robbie really try to keep things fresh while staying true to that core musical identity that you've uh, you've created well he lives in buffalo and i live in new jersey yes we you know it it takes a little bit of distance you know robbie is uh pretty understanding of my uh of my uh whatever i do (laughs) i don't know (laughs) yeah he gives me a lot of room to create stuff and uh you know he can talk me off the ledge that's pretty much it. As I mentioned, we are you are beginning a new tour, and it's called the Big Night Out Tour, and it's going to bring you to late September. It'll be on the road at least, and um, you know what can people coming to see you expect? You know the vets and the new people. What do you are you know anything new going on on stage, or what um, what can people expect when they come to see you guys this summer? Well, I mean the band, you know the band is the same, of course, right, and. Um, you know, but, uh, you know, we're just switching songs out every night, trying to do a, d- a few different songs every night. And uh, which is, you know, harder than I thought it was going to be. But um, that and the, you know, it, it's it's just like a big rock show, you know, man, just right. it just looks and feels like a big rock show. And and it kind of goes, you know, there's music from. There's music from almost every album, except for the first two, you know. Right. You can't play those kind of songs in front of people to be like, "What the hell is that?" Nobody, <laughs> nobody knew what the, nobody knew what those albums were. But your hardcore fans would freak out, right? They'd be like, "Ah!" They would. All three of them in the audience would be like, <laughs> "Oh, I can't believe you're playing this." everybody else would go running for the parking lot um you know over the years you've performed on so many various stages and toured around the world and 
Is there anything, uh, you know, specific concert is again, especially as you sort of embark on this new tour, is there any, any memory that you have that's a really strong one, a really amazing live moment that you, uh, and again, people, our audience should check out that the live album that you put out a few years ago, the, the sort of, uh, music that you unearthed that was, uh, which Robbie explained to me was some of it was even a surprise to you guys when you were hearing it, as I understand, like, Oh, we forgot about this or, you know, but yeah. is there a moment, you know, that you really remember uh, live that was like, wow, you know, this is, this is, this is the big one. I think, I think uh, the first time we got to play at rock and Rio, I'd never, I'd never seen that many people in my life in one place. Like I stepped out onto the stage and then, we were we were playing and then and then we turned the lights into the audience and it it was like an endless sea of people wow and i i had never ever seen anything like that in my life and it really took me back for a second i was like whoa you know right like and i was like resnick don't screw this up <laughs> right you know? bad um, bad time to forget the words Oh my God. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, but that was amazing. It was amazing. It was just like, you know, you felt this, this little bit of anxiety, but then sort of relaxed into it and was just grateful for it. Right. And it was a great show. So that was something, that was something special for me. Something I can share, you know, with my kid later. It's funny. You mentioned uh, getting letters from your fans and uh, you do have, uh, a really dedicated following um, of fans, and uh, you know, d- is there a? Do you have a story about your f- a fan or anything that um, you know, un- understanding or learning anything where your music or uh, you know you've made a positive impact on someone's life or uh, you know had a had a really good connection? And I'm sure you you know, having been in the industry so long, you now see I'm sure so many people that are familiar to you in different towns and different places. And um, you know, what's sort of your uh, what's sort of your uh, uh, relationship with uh, with the fans and is there anything uh you could highlight i mean our audience is is incredibly loyal to us and 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 they're wonderful to us and and you know and and we have we have people that come to 20 30 shows during the summer and i'm just so happy to see them right and um you know it's like to the point i mean this girl came this woman came to she came to every show on our last tour. And first of all, I was like, she's gotta be married to a rich guy or she, or she's, or she's, or she's like, she, she hit the lotto or, or, you know, she developed uh, some sort of app or, or a social media platform and she's retired and like living right. her dream. But uh, she's just like normal, very cool. And like, you know, and I, I had to say to her, look, if you want, you know, like the band will pick up the tick, the cost of the ticket well, you right. know, a few times. Right. It's like, you've been, you've been, you've been to so many shows. It's just like, you know, let us treat you to one you right. know, at some point. And, um, you know, those, those kind of people are, they're amazing to me. And I, and, and I'm grateful for them. I mean, you know, there's always, there's always one or two people who have no boundaries and, you know, mm. you, you got to kind of, avoid them but but uh other than that generally like like the thing that people want most i find they just want to say hi 
right. who just want to tell you that they appreciate what you do. And, and sometimes, and you know, uh, you know, a lot of times they want to share their personal stories of what, of what you, what role I played in their life, my, or my music played in their right. life, excuse me, huge difference, uh, that the music played in their lives. And, and that's gratifying. Sometimes it's heartbreaking. Right. You know, I was in, I was in, I was just over in the UK and a young couple came up to me and they both had the words to a song called boxes tattooed on themselves. Mm. And I was like, wow, that's interesting. And then they both started crying and they were saying, you know, we had, we had twin babies and they both died. And I was like, Oh my God. And then, uh, and then they, they said, just list kept listening to this song and it helped us through this time. And I was just like, Whoa, yeah that was that that was that was really heavy but at the same time it's like i would rather i would rather make music that's like medicine to people right than than just candy you know and um you know i just that meant a lot and i was i was very humbled by it yeah so you've got a new song you guys are on tour and uh, yeah. what's the plan? What's uh, what's even further off in the horizon? Uh, even though you've got your hands full already, but well, um, you know, tour, go home, take a really long hot bath, right? Um, you know, scrub all the road off me, uh, sleep for a couple of days, and then get back to work, like um, writing for the next album, right? And uh, you know. Uh, I don't think we're, I don't think we're touring a lot next year. So that's, that's, we'll be able to, uh, spend a lot of time with my daughter and, and uh, my wife and just, just keep going, you know, tour, rinse, repeat. Well, John, I thank you so much for the time you spent with me today. And, uh, I wish you luck on the, uh, with the new tune and of course have a, uh, safe and successful tour and uh thank you and come on up for a barbecue one of these days uh in jersey you know what are you way up north yeah i'm i'm about um you know we're about 12 miles from new york city it's uh it's Passaic oh, county cool. bergen bergen county bergen county bergen county god yeah. it's very very nice yeah. up there. very nice yeah it's you cool know? and i have to say you have the most impressive vinyl collection I've ever seen in my life. Well, thanks so much. Yeah, that's my uh, that's my stuff back there. I someone asked me how many I had the other day, and I I said five thousand, and I checked, and I was wrong. I'm closer to like seven now. <laughs> like, oh my god! Yeah, I know it's addictive. It's addictive. But you know, I, you should really snap a photo of that to show your audience, man. That's oh, impressive. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Are you into records uh, nowadays, or where are you with uh, where are you with vinyl? Um, I'm nowhere with vinyl because right. everything, everything is all packed up in a box because because um, my daughter will like figure out some way to make something out of it. Right. <laughs> She's, you know, so, so I'm like I'm trying to preserve whatever I've got. Um, you know, but so so I I mean we decided that um, well we learned once we had a kid. You can't have nothing. You can't have anything nice. Right. You just, you just yeah. gotta put all the nice stuff away until they're in high school. I got it. So, I have three kids, yeah. so we're we're on the, we're on the same page. Well, cool, John. Thanks so much. Always, always. Thank you so much. 
Radar is produced by Evan Toth in partnership with WFDU 89.1 FM and The Vinyl District. You can hear Radar on WFDU 89.1 FM or anytime online at thevinyldistrict.com.